result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. Hello, my little wiener holes, and welcome back to another episode of Pulse Pounding. I am your host, Mickey Dillon, and we have so much motherfucking shit to get into. So you better really sit down and buckle your fucking seatbelt for this one because it's going to be wild. I have not spoken to you for real, like sitting down, just us, in probably a month. And that's crazy. But I'm glad that that happened because so much has unfolded since the last time we had a one-on-one conversation. Are you ready? Are you ready for the stories? First of all, the last solo episode I released was Breasts Out on a Rooftop, and we have a fucking story about that. Are you ready for this? This is the best response, hands down, I have ever gotten to an episode, to a question, anything I've gotten a response for regarding this fucking show. Nothing has made me more excited than this. Are you ready? I'm keeping this anonymous because I did not ask whether or not I should keep this anonymous. So that's how we roll around here. I'm not exposing anyone's secrets. This bitch sends me an Instagram message, okay? I have a few listeners who have been with me since like the video days where I would make the crazy rants on Instagram. And we had that year where a bunch of them got a bunch of views and I got a bunch of new people I don't want to say a bunch so much, but it's too late. (laughs) There was like an influx of new people. I think the Facebook page had like 3,000 or so followers that were all strangers, my new strange friends. So a lot of people have come from that time into the podcast. And there's a few listeners who I talk with on a regular basis. And I love to get everyone's feedback. Like once I feel like I value someone's opinion because they know what they're talking about, I'm like, how do you like this? How do you like that? What did you think of this? You know, like I want to hear all the feedback. So I have a few people that I regularly talk to. This girl is someone who I've spoken to a few times regarding the show and she listens every week. And I got this message from her and I almost got a boner. I was so excited. (laughs) Are you ready? She says, I just wanted to tell you that I listen to your show religiously and I love the stories about LA Fitness and hot chocolate. I hate the weeks where you don't release an episode because then what? Anyway, the other night I was using your blowjob bargaining technique. This bitch has been here as long as the blowjob bargaining episode. That was at the very beginning. Very excited about that. I was using your blowjob bargaining technique. Thanks for the tip. My new bathroom shelves are going to hook up tomorrow. (laughs) I told you, bitches. I told you, bitches, if you just give a little blow, Jay, you're going to get what the fuck you want out of your man. Whatever it is you want, you're probably going to get it. Unless it's unreasonable, like, you know, a million dollar home that you can't afford. The oral stuff turned into regular sex, and I must have accidentally added an episode to my music playlist. The music stopped. And you started playing from where I left off, and I wasn't about to stop to put the music back on, so I left it. We even laughed a few times at what you were saying. I kind of thought you might love to know we were listening to you during the deed, and I also thought it might be weird and creepy. Thankfully, we were done before you started yelling about drugs. (laughs) Love the show and your stories so much. 
First of all, bitch, okay? Clearly, you know me well enough to know that I would love a story like this. Why you think I thought this might be creepy or weird? You're out of your fucking mind. You should know me better than that. That is one of the greatest fucking things I have ever heard in my life. There are people sexualizing each other, fornicating while my stories are playing. The fact that this annoying, whiny voice is somehow fine enough for you to still continue railing each other while it's playing, while I'm telling my fucked up stories, is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. That is better than any amount of views, likes, comments, anything that you could do for me to feel like this show is a success. So thank you so much for that story. I'm going to screenshot that and frame it on my fucking wall. It's going to be the centerpiece of my living room. I cannot believe that there are bitches out there, at least one, riding dick while listening to this show. What a dream come true. I couldn't ask for anything better than that. So that episode, Breasts on a Rooftop, where I was talking about LA Fitness and screaming about drugs that I wasn't even going to do, was the last time that we really talked one-on-one, right? So let's get into some stuff. What do you guys want to hear about first? I am so over the dating shit. I want nothing to do with it. I hate the fucking gays. I hate them all. You're all out of your goddamn mind. Happy Pride Month, I guess. I have so many controversial opinions on pride and everyone hates me for it. And I don't give a fuck. I I really don't care. Nothing about this pride shit excites me. I don't understand this constant need for acceptance by other people who don't fucking matter. And I understand everyone's argument. Well, it's not about that. It's about this and the people in the closet and coming. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get all your reasons for it. So you can excuse your thongs and fairy wings in the middle of the street. Okay, fine. So you can go to Fire Island, to the palace or wherever the fuck it is and bang a bunch of strangers in public. That's your business. You live your life. I don't go to any of this shit because I have spoken about before how it annoys me when people make being gay their entire fucking personality because they don't have one otherwise. My life doesn't revolve around being a homo. It's a part of who I am. It's not who I am. There's way more interesting things about me than the fact that I am a level 10 dick rider. (laughs) In the literal sense, not the figurative sense. So I just don't care about this shit. Like, I don't need to wear a rainbow shirt or rainbow attire. I think it looks fucking ugly anyway. I don't know why they couldn't pick better colors. Literal gays couldn't pick colors that go together and match well. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand why we're putting every different group of people now under this umbrella of LGBTQ plus minus divided by IA for B to the sixth power. It doesn't make sense to me that we're pretending that gays, lesbians, trans people, and the genderless are like all of the same group because our lifestyles are so different. That doesn't make sense to me, but fine, we can all do that. I understand now that I'm not supposed to have this opinion because I'm a white gay. Uh, That's the new thing is that if you're gay, but you're also white, you are still privileged even though everyone who lives in America exercises some sort of privilege. Because if you don't like something or someone who's in power or laws that are made and you have taken to the streets to protest or you have taken to social media to express your discontent, if you have decided that you hate the president, whichever one it is, because they both really fucking sucked, to be honest. Neither one of them is great. If you've taken to the internet to talk shit about one of the presidents and claim that they're not your president, or that they're a piece of shit, which rightfully so, if you've taken to the streets to protest how you or other people are being treated by any business group of people, whatever the situation is, you are exercising your privilege 
as an American, because if you go to many other countries and try to do the same thing, you might be either beheaded in the street or jailed. <laughs> you might be going to prison for expressing your opinion. So it's crazy to me that everyone throws around the word privilege and talks about who's got what sort of privilege. When if you are an American expressing anything you feel, you are exercising a privilege. Does that make sense? I'm not taking away from the fact that certain communities are at a disadvantage. I'm not taking away from the fact that racism and homophobia exists. I'm not stupid. I'm aware of that. I've experienced some of it myself. But I do think that people want to be oppressed so fucking bad. I don't know why this victim mentality is so attractive to people. And I think that it's just a little less common than everyone who runs to the internet to claim that they are so affected by it on a daily basis. That's just my opinion. So I don't think that the parades and the drag brunches are going to add anything to my life or make any of the struggles that I've been through as a white gay back in the day uh, any less severe, any less of a memory or um, an experience that I carry with me. So I really don't see the point of it, but that's what's going on. So happy Pride Month. Anyway, I'm really so sick of the dating situation and I'm sick of the fucking gays, okay? So I have been on and off of the grind and the Tinder. We've talked about this multiple times and I am about to jump off a roof because I feel as though I am going to be alone forever because clearly I'm the only person who doesn't want to have sex with everyone in America or be in an open relationship. So I reconnected with this guy who is a little bit older than me. He's like 44, 45, very handsome man, not from America, which are already the people that I like because some of them have a little more sense and a little more rationality because they have grown up in a different environment. Anyway, so this is someone who I met through my job, who comes into my job. So I've known him for a bunch of years. In 2020, we hung out a few times. While Hot Chocolate and I were not together, I didn't think we were getting back together. So I did my own thing for a little bit, and so did he. So I had hung out with this person a few times. And then he was like getting weird in the sense that like he wanted to date, he wanted to take me out. And I was like, I am in no position and have no interest in dating going up. Like, I'm not doing any of that right now. I was just a couple months out of the situation with Hot Chocolate. We were only broken up for like three months. So this was sometime in that span. In no way was I looking for anything serious. So also, no offense to be like, you know, an ageist or whatever the new terms are, but I don't want to fucking date somebody who's in the age group of my parents. No, thank you. 45 years old. What happens when I'm 50? Are you going to be fucking dead? Like, what are you talking about? I don't want to date you. This was just supposed to be a fun time. So anyway, of course, I ended up getting back with hot chocolate. We spent the next year and a half or two together and I didn't talk to this person much after that. I had seen him a few times because he was a frequenter of my job, but we hadn't hung out. So now that I've been single, I've seen him a few times and he keeps like coming in with the same group of people. And I know that he usually dates younger because I've seen him on dates at the restaurant that I work at. So I've seen him with like younger guys and I wouldn't ever think that he would be with somebody who was around his own age because it just doesn't seem to be his style. Nothing wrong with that. It's just an observation that I've made. So whatever, I see him and then we're texting and whatever. So one night I leave work and we're texting and I'm like, what are you up to? So he's like, oh, nothing. I'm hanging at the house doing this, that, whatever. 
So he's like, do you want to come by? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Obviously, I knew what I was getting myself into. And I was all for it. So I go to his house and we're like sitting on the couch and he's having a glass of wine. So we're having a drink and we're talking and we're just kind of like catching up. And I'm asking him questions about like things I missed in his life in all this time that we haven't spoken. Because when we had seen each other in 2020, he was also newly single. He had been with somebody for a really long time. So I was interested to find out like, well, what's gone on in the time in between? Because I got back into a relationship. Were you single? Like, were you seeing somebody? Like, what's been going on with you? So he tells me about the guy that he comes into the restaurant with who is around his age. And I was like, oh, is that your brother or somebody you're related to? And he says, no, that's my husband. (laughs) Excuse me, what? I looked at him so puzzled and I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah. The last time I saw you, we had broken up because the husband didn't want to move to America from the country that they are from, and he didn't want to do long distance, so they ended up breaking up. And then they got back together, but then when the husband goes back to their country for however long, they like do their own thing, I guess, like almost like an open relationship. I don't know. I didn't ask too many questions. I was fucking flabbergasted that this man didn't tell me that he had a motherfucking husband. Before I ended up in his living room. Don't you think that's something that you should share with someone and let them make their own decision whether or not they want to deal with that shit? So whatever. Honestly, in a normal circumstance, I would have gotten up and immediately fucking left. (laughs) However, I was confused at what I should do here. I was like, do I stick around and just have a drink and then not do anything weird and then just bounce? Or do I leave right now? Like, What am I supposed to do here? So... I felt like weirdly a little more comfortable because I've known this person for a while and there's a bit of a history there as far as like hooking up and stuff. So I stayed (laughs) against my better judgment. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm never coming back to this house again, but I'm already here and I'm already ready to go. So here we are. Um, So I did engage in some adult activities. (laughs) And it was a really fun time. It was exactly how I remembered it, which was absolutely great. But there was like one weird thing. And I was debating whether or not I was going to tell you about it. But I guess I'll fucking tell you about it. If you're listening to this mom or dad, cover your ears or fast forward like two minutes because I don't want to hear the bullshit. So I always tell everyone, specifically women, because not to be like a fucking misogynist, but in a lot of situations, you have to tell women how to give blowjobs because they don't exactly know what they're doing. So I always tell women to make sure that you don't leave out the balls. If you are giving a blowjob, do not forget to show some love to the balls. And some guys are weird. Some guys don't like when you touch their balls at all. That's fucking strange to me. Most men do. Most of them fucking love it. As long as you know how to be gentle and you're not trying to fucking vacuum them up into your mouth. (laughs) But there are like some strange guys who are not into that at all. And it's super weird to me. But most guys are, right? So you always got to include the balls. So I'm like doing my thing, including the balls with the hands, with the mouth, right? This man asks me to bite down on his balls. And I was like, excuse me, what? What is going on here? Are you kidding? Is this a joke? What are you talking about? So I like did it a little bit because I was like, uh, am I supposed to say no? It's like weird in the middle of what's happening to be like, "Mm, no, I'm good. Unless it's something really strange. 
So I did it. And he's like, do it harder. And I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck likes something like that? That is the weirdest thing I have ever encountered or been asked to do in real life. That wasn't like a weird message that I just ignored or blocked or something I had heard about from another person's story. No one has ever asked me to do something in the moment that I have found so strange until this moment. And I didn't know what to do. Balls are like the most sensitive part of your body. If you just like flick it the wrong way or bump into a ball the wrong way, you're going to have a stomach ache for a fucking hour. It hurts. You have to be careful with those. Who would enjoy somebody razor biting down like a fucking piranha on their goddamn ball sack? It's the strangest thing I've ever heard in my life. The weirdest request I've ever been asked to fulfill. Has anyone else ever heard of this? Please send me a message or an email or a fucking smoke signal if anyone has asked you to bite down on their fucking ball sack. Weirdest shit I've ever heard of in my life. This is why I stay home and I jerk off instead because you don't get involved with this weird shit. So that was strange and uh, a breaking of my rules. The rest of it, besides that one part, was actually a great time. But it did break my rule of not hooking up with somebody who's in relationship. When I was like 22, I think I told this story. I hooked up with a guy who I had used to work with, who I was always into and expressed like some weird shit to me, but he was deep in the closet. And I hooked up with him knowing that he had a girlfriend and it was the worst thing I ever did. For years after that, every time something bad happened to me, I was like, it's because I hooked up with that guy who had a girlfriend. For like five, six years, every time something bad happened, I was like, this is my bad karma for what I did. And honestly, you ever have those moments where you think of someone and you haven't seen them or talked to them or looked at their social media in a long time and you try to find them to see what what's going on in their lives? I thought about this specific guy and I looked him up to see if him and that girl were still together. Now, mind you, not to make an excuse for myself because it's not an excusable action, but he was cheating on that bitch left and right. I know about four or five other people who he had involved himself with during this relationship, and she had found out about a few of them, and she still stayed with him anyway. So you're fucking stupid. I don't excuse my actions, but you're slow. Like, what are you doing? So I looked him up. And I didn't find him. So I looked her up and he doesn't have any social media, probably because she found out he was fucking banging boys and they are married. They got married like one, two, three years ago. I don't know. But they are fucking married, full blown wedding pictures in a wedding dress. And I'm just thinking to myself, I wonder if she knows how many people he has cheated on her with, let alone that some of them have been boys. Like what? What the fuck? So this broke that rule. And again, like under normal circumstances, if someone said that to me, I would have literally gotten up and left and not given a fuck. But the situation was feeling weirdly different with the fact that they're both doing. I, I don't know. I don't know. It was strange. It was strange. I engaged in it and I won't again. I'll tell you that. But then I like felt fine about it because of the whole situation. And then I hit him up again in a weak moment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm off on this day. Like, do you want to hang out? Do you want to do something? Knowing what that meant. And then he tells me that he has to be loyal to his husband. So I'm like, wait a second. What the fuck? I thought you told me that you were both banging other people. Now all of a sudden you want to be loyal after you asked me to bite on your fucking balls? I am so done <laughs> with this bullshit. And this is why I don't engage in any of this shit. And this is why I stay home during Pride Month. We're rounding up like a solid month here because that was the last time we talked about anything to do with my own life. Just this past week, I went on what I thought was a date 
for the first time since my breakup. So I had sex that one time with that guy that was not fucking worth it. I hung out. <laughs> I hung out with the man with the husband. What do we call him? Um, we'll call him Salt and Pepper because he's got a few grays. <laughs> so I hung out with the guy that was a result of LA Fitness ditching me. Oh, we're going to get to LA Fitness. Don't you worry. We're going to get to LA Fitness. Just when I thought I was going to have to come on here because everyone's been asking in the DMs for an LA Fitness update. Just when I thought I was going to have to come on here and be like, sorry, I cut him out of my life. There's no LA Fitness update. There was an LA Fitness update. We're getting to that. So this guy I ended up meeting this past week, it's the first time I went on like a date situation, right? That wasn't just like hooking up or wasn't like established that it was going to be that. So we ended up meeting at a bar after I got out of work. He was texting me after like two weeks of talking and he was like, do you want to meet up for a drink? And I didn't. So I was like, mm, I don't think so. And then as the night progressed at work, I was like, ah, what's the big deal? I could just meet him for a beer. Like, what's the big deal? I don't have to do anything stupid. I might decide I hate him and then leave. <laughs> I go to a bar around the block from my job and I sit down with him and he was like, I could tell when I saw him from the pictures that he wasn't bad looking, but he wasn't really in any way physically my type. But I'm trying not to be fucking shallow because I get insecure about certain things about me physically, especially right now. So I try not to be like judgmental, but also at the same time, I don't have to get fucking married. So if I just want to have a beer and a conversation, like it doesn't really matter, I guess, that much. So we started talking. We were there for like an hour or so. And the conversation was flowing really well. I liked his personality. He had like a sarcastic, little bit of a dark sense of humor, which is right up my alley, as you know. So I was enjoying the conversation and the time. So like an hour and a half-ish into this, he says to me, oh, how long have you been single? I had spoken to him about the fact that I was newly single and I wasn't really looking to get serious with anyone because I like to be upfront, right? Like I'm not going to assume your intentions like you want to get married tomorrow, but I don't also want to let someone believe that I might be interested in pursuing something when right now I'm absolutely the fuck not. My ideal at this moment is to find one person that I can consistently sleep with who doesn't want to date, like a friends with benefits. And that apparently is really difficult to find. It's really hard to find someone that you have good sex with, that you're attracted to, that you don't want to punch yourself in the face when speaking to, that you can hit up on the way home at three o'clock in the morning and say, hey, are you busy? Let's fuck. Apparently, that's really hard to find. So he asked me how long... I've been single. So I explained a little bit of the situation and gave him a little bit of a timeline very briefly. So I looked at him and I said, how long have you been single? Because he had told me about a relationship that he was in for a really long time. So I said, how long have you been single? And he says, well, and I knew right then and there it was fucking over. I said, well, what do you mean? Well, he said, well, technically I'm still married. And I said, to a woman? <laughs> He said, no, to a man, which is rare. Usually it's a woman. I said, what do you mean technically you're still married? Like you're separated, but you're not divorced yet? Like you live in separate places or like you're still sleeping in bed with this person and you live together and you run your lives together? And he said, well, he doesn't really know that we're getting a divorce. I said, what do you mean he doesn't know that you're getting a divorce? He said, I've decided that I'm done after 14 years together, but I haven't told him yet because I feel bad because I know it's going to hurt him. I said, you can't tell him 
that you want to get a motherfucking divorce after 14 years of being together, telling me that you haven't slept together in a year and you're acting like roommates. I don't give a fuck about any of that, okay? Show me the divorce papers, bitch. After telling me all of this bullshit, a stranger, you felt more comfortable coming to meet a stranger who you've been talking to for two weeks and have told nothing about this to than you do to tell your own fucking life partner or who was supposed to be that that you are unhappy and don't want to be in this relationship, you're a piece of shit. Not because you're unhappy, not because you want to pursue other things, but because you were fucking dishonest. You were dishonest to the person who you owe honesty to, the person that you're fucking married to, and then you were dishonest to me by not fucking telling me that beforehand and then not telling me that until almost two hours into a conversation the first time we met. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think I'm going to be like, oh, okay, sure, no problem. I don't care. Let's go blow each other. Like, what are you talking about? Let's hang out again. No, you're done. Leave me the fuck alone. So I couldn't act like a lunatic and jump up and leave because I know people at this bar. I know everyone that works there because we're in the town that I work in and places that I frequent. So I kept it cool and finished my beer, right? And then I was like, yo, can we get the check? We got to get out of here. So the check comes and he goes, oh, I got it and picks it up. Yeah, the fuck you do got it. Yeah, the fuck you do got it. Normally, I will pay the first time for drinks or dinner or whatever just to establish dominance just because I'm going to ride your dick. And you might think that you're the one who's in charge. Doesn't mean you are, okay? I'm in charge (laughs) of everything that goes on in my life, even though I may spend a few minutes letting you think that you're in charge of the situation. So I like to establish that dominance as the fag of the situation, you know? Not this time. Not this time, you motherfucker. You can pay for it all you want. I dipped out of there so fast, and I called Rachel on the way home, and I said, I am done. I am fuming. I am livid. There is no hope for me. Fuck this. What kind of person does shit like that? And I get it. Like, I see what goes on on the apps, and the gays hate it. The gays hate it when you call them out. I swear to God, I can see it now. I can see the comments. I can see the messages. I'm a homophobe, a self-hating gay, all this shit, right? Everyone loves to participate in the bullshit until you start calling them out about it. Once you start calling them out and exposing what the bullshit is to people who aren't involved in that community of people, they don't fucking like that one bit. All the gays love to participate in the bullshit on the apps and in real life as long as they don't have to talk about it after, as long as they don't feel like they're being made a fool of. So these motherfuckers will be on here dying to sleep with men who are married to women. They think it's cool. They think it's like a fucking check on the list. It's disgusting, if you ask me. So I'm sure that there's plenty of other people who this person could have met that would have loved it, that would have not given a fuck that they were married to another person living with them. It ain't me, bitch. It's just wild to me. And it's not just the gays. This part is just in general. It's wild to me that people are so secretive and dishonest. It's wild to me that people have no respect for relationships or other people in their lives who have not decided that they want to be around other people or you around other people. And if we're talking about salt and pepper, like at least they have an agreement that they're going to do other things. At least it's not a secret. At least each one knows that the other is doing whatever and they're both okay with it. It's not what I would want to do, but who am I to judge if you're being honest? The dishonesty that these people have in this situation is fucking wild to me. And what makes you think that I want to be a part of that as someone who has respect for myself and other people? No, thank you. So that guy can go fuck himself. What do you want to talk about first? LA Fitness 
or hot chocolate. Let's go with LA Fitness. So LA Fitness has been kicked out of my life since I told you that he was kicked out of my life since I ran into him at the gym. I basically haven't spoken to him. I told you that he added me back on Snapchat because I unadded him after I ignored his messages for quite some time. So LA Fitness comes back into my life by way of text message because I got drunk one night and I was looking for a good time. So I texted him and was like, are you up at like three o'clock in the morning? Because I wanted some dick. I don't give a fuck. That's exactly what I was looking for. I was looking for him to come over and hang out at three o'clock in the morning naked. So that never happened, right? He never answered. So the next day he texted me back and was like, oh, my bad. I was asleep, whatever. So I hadn't gone to bed yet. It was like 630 in the morning and I had been up like writing some stuff and working on an interview and I was still awake texting him back and forth from like six to nine. So we're having this whole conversation about bullshit. He tells me that he's going on a trip. Something came up and I can't remember exactly how it happened about like us hooking up. Oh, oh. So he starts telling me about how the town that I live in, which is pretty close to him, is having their first pride parade. And he's like, we should go. And I was like, first of all, I'm not going to that. Second of all, I'm definitely not going with you because you're a hoe. Absolutely the fuck not. So then one of us, he said something about like, because I called him a hoe. He's like, I haven't had sex since March. And I'm like, yeah, okay, bullshit. I don't believe that for a goddamn second after the stories that you've told me about how you live your life, which is fine, but I don't believe that for a second. So I said that I haven't had sex since April because he loves to call me a slut and I think he thinks it's funny. But I'm like, this is really ironic because you're actually a slut and I'm not. But okay, sure, whatever you think, sir. So I said that I hadn't had sex in April with the guy that I told you the story about in post-breakup sex. And I was like, yeah, it was underwhelming and it was all your fault anyway. And he was like, how is it my fault? And I was like, well, you ditched me for a grinder whore. And I was pissed and I just wanted to get that over with. And then I kind of did it out of spite because I was like, fine, if you don't want to fuck around, I'll find someone else that does. Fuck you. And he was like, oh, so you're spiteful. And I was like, don't change the subject, you piece of shit. So he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? I said, you ditched me for a grinder whore. He was getting so mad. He wanted to know what the fuck I was talking about so bad, which honestly, if you are asking me questions about what it is you did, you obviously know that you're guilty of something in some sense. Because if someone was accusing me of something and I had done nothing wrong and I had been like baffled by the fact that this person thinks that something's my fault or I treated them in some type of way that they didn't like, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't do anything to you. I wouldn't be like, tell me the story. What are you talking about? Tell me the story. Tell me right now. He was like going on and on and on, right? So I was like, no, I'm not going to tell you now. I want to see your face. (laughs) I want to see the reaction in your facial expressions when I tell you this story of how some random man that you were messaging with on this app, if you missed that story, listen to it, hit me up on Snapchat because somehow we had connected as well, thought you were somebody I was dating, thought they were telling on you and exposing this to me, only for me to find out that you canceled on me an hour before you were having a conversation about possibly sleeping with this random person the same night. He has no idea that any of this happened. So he's begging me to tell him the story like, why? Because I was I was saying, like, why do you think that I didn't talk to you and ignored all your messages and then like unadded you on Snapchat? And he was like, add me back. And I was like, 
glad to see that's where your priorities are, asshole. So the same day that we were having this conversation, he was leaving to go on a trip. I'm not even sure if he's back yet because I haven't really spoken to him since. But I'm interested to see, like, do you actually give a shit to hear this story? Like, is it going to bother you? Because I said that to him. I was like, I guess you'll just have to sit in suspense until you get back. And then I will tell you in person. So I'm interested to see like if he comes back from this trip and is like, yo, what's the story? And I'll be like, all right, let's meet up. We'll talk about it. And I told him in the text message, I was like, we can meet up and I'll tell you the story. And then we can like hate fuck each other. (laughs) Because I'm still not ready to not find out if it's any good. The only thing that would make this situation more laughable than it already is, is if after all this, the sex isn't even good. This better be the best fucking sex I've had in a really long time. And I don't think it's going to be because my relationship sex was top notch, 10 out of 10. But if this is not good, it's really going to ruin the whole fucking thing. And what would all of this have been for other than the stories that I've told you? So LA Fitness is back. I don't want to say better than ever, but back. (laughs) And we will see what happens with that fucking situation. Okay, we'll get into the hot chocolate story, but First, I want to talk about something that happened to me last week or two regarding the podcast and like business stuff, right? So there is somebody that I've made a great connection with business-wise who runs a PR firm for music artists. And he sends me a lot of his artists to see if I'd like to have them on the show. And sometimes I take them and sometimes I don't. A lot of the interviews that you've heard recently are through that connection which has been one of the best connections I've made business-wise so far since doing this show. So we were talking about scheduling another artist that he sent me that I was really interested in, which will be coming. And he asked me to send him insights for the podcast. So insights, if you don't know, which everyone on social media, I don't know how you wouldn't know that, but it's like numbers and statistics of listens and plays and all this shit, right? So I had a fucking freak out because he had never asked me for any of that before. Now, the numbers as far as listens, monthly listens, whatever, it's not that they're bad or that I was afraid to share them. It's just that you don't know what people's expectations are, right? So I don't know what this person is expecting because we've never talked about that kind of stuff. And I've done like five or six interviews with his artists. So while I'm not upset about what the numbers are and where we stand in year one. I'm also not doing 10, 15,000 listens an episode. And I know that in entertainment today, it's not about talent anymore. It's not about quality. In most situations, there are exceptions. But a lot of the entertainment industry and how you get further is popularity and who's getting the most views for doing the least, in my opinion. We've seen that in music with like the Ice Spice situation, whether you like her or not, like that bitch is doing the least. She is not doing near the most. But because it's popular and because it's going viral, that's what is a commodity. That's how you're going to get certain opportunities, right? So it's the same thing for what I'm doing as it is in music. Just we're not trying to get signed to a record label, right? So he asked me for this and I avoid it for like a week. Because now I'm thinking and doing research and I'm finding out that a lot of people will fake their insights when it comes to certain opportunities, whether that be explain numbers in a way that you fluff them, 
making things seem like there's more than there actually is. People will go as far as to like screenshot their insights and then kind of Photoshop it to change the numbers and boost it. So now I'm thinking to myself, how is this going to turn out, right? Is this going to be a situation where I send it to him and it's exactly what he's expecting or it's more than he's expecting? Or is this going to be the kind of situation where it's way less than what he's expecting because he has some wild numbers in his head? And this is going to be the end of that relationship, right? So I kind of noticed that in our emails, we were talking about scheduling the interview with his artist. And then that kind of stopped while he was asking for the numbers and the insights. So I was kind of thinking that we weren't going to schedule that until he decided whether it was enough for him or not. So I thought about it and I thought about taking the dishonest route and I thought about faking some of the numbers and fluffing and boosting stuff to make it look better than it already is. And I sat with that for like two days because I was having this internal struggle with myself because for me, honesty and integrity in every aspect of life is more important to me than anything else. I will never do something just for money or just for views or just for a click. I don't make up stories. Everything I talk about on this show is true. Everything I've spoken about in my videos, like the comedy stuff, has always been true stories. Like, it's one thing to write things, like a story, almost like acting. It's one thing to change certain details to make something more entertaining. It's another to outright lie. I'm not a liar, and I pride myself on the fact that I'm honest, and I hope that as people have seen in my regular life and my friendships and my relationships with other people, I hope that people I'm developing business relationships currently will come to see that too, right? Like I'm transparent, I'm upfront, I'm not to be fucked with because my attitude is still no bullshit, but I'm always going to be honest, right? So I played with that in my head for two days and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You just got to sometimes throw things out and let them be what they are. So I'm going to be honest and I'm going to put this out there honestly. And if that's enough for that person, great. And if it's not, at least I feel good about the fact that I didn't progress further in this relationship by making things up and being dishonest or feeling afraid that I'm going to get caught for being dishonest. At least I feel good about that. The second that you falter, the second that you start to be the exact opposite of what you're proud of being for so long, it's over, right? Like I pride myself in relationships on the fact that I've never cheated on anyone. I never have and I never will. The second I do it once, I lose that. I lose something that makes me proud. Does that make sense? I know that's like a silly example because it doesn't seem that serious, but it's the example that I can think of right now. The second I decide to be in a relationship and step outside of it in a way that's dishonest, cheating, I could never say again, oh, I'm not a cheater. I've never cheated on anyone. It's been X amount of years of my life and I've never cheated on anyone. I pride myself on that. But the second I do it, I lose it. So I thought about this situation in the same way. The second that I do something dishonest and almost manipulative, a part of me becomes that. I might never do it again. It might be a one-time deal, but I won't be able to say that I am still the way that makes me feel proud for being. Does that make sense? So I said, fuck it. And I said, what's the worst that happens? He doesn't send me any more of his artists. And I continue to do things the way I was doing it before, during, and after, which is reaching out to people on my own. 
what's the worst that happens? I'd rather be honest. It's worth more to me to feel good about how I handle things than to reap benefits off of something that's not real. So the moral of the story is I was honest and I sent the truth and it literally wasn't even a thing. So I don't know if it met his expectations, but it didn't seem to matter. We continued on with scheduling the other artist and that relationship doesn't seem to be affected by something that I thought it would. So I don't know if I just made it up in my head and it was fine and expectations were met. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I blew something up so big in my head that I almost went against my own morality and my own requirements of myself. And for what? Being honest, as I always am, worked out perfectly well and worked out in my favor. My lesson here and what I'm sharing with you is don't compromise yourself. If you're in a business relationship and you're feeling nervous about whether you are qualified to be doing something that you're doing, whether that be skills, content, whatever it is, right? If you are nervous about looking qualified enough in front of another person, it doesn't help to lie about it. And of course, there's that whole fake it till you make it thing, but I take that differently. I think that's more of like an attitude and how you present yourself. I think when you start being dishonest and making things up and manipulating people, they can see through that. And that is the worst thing to be. The worst thing to get caught being in any kind of relationship where something is like transactional is a fucking liar, somebody who can't be trusted. And after driving myself crazy for a couple days and just being honest like I knew I wanted to, that worked out in my favor. So what would have been the point of further driving myself crazy, feeling bad about the fact that I wasn't, feeling bad about the fact that I had acted in a way that I knew I shouldn't have and wouldn't have made me feel good? Now I feel fucking great. Now I feel fucking great about pursuing more opportunities in that relationship because I feel good about what I did. You know what I'm saying? Whereas there would have been a negative tone, even if he didn't know it, because I would have felt bad about something that I did, even if he had no idea. So that's my words of wisdom for today. By the way, I'm trying this lemon ginger tea today and I fucking hate it. I don't know what it is about ginger that I don't fucking like, but it's disgusting. But I'm drinking it anyway. My throat was sore this morning. That's why I'm using my inside voice and I'm not screaming so much today. What do you think? Do you like it or no? (laughs) All right, let's do a breakup update. I feel like we need a theme song for breakup update because it happens all the fucking time, right? Like we need some sort of breakup update. Ugh, That's disgusting. I'm cutting that the fuck out. All right, so a lot has unfolded regarding hot chocolate over the last month. So last time we talked, I don't think him and I had spoken very much. There was exactly a month where we didn't speak. Probably the longest we haven't spoken. I talk to Rachel about this situation literally every day of my life until I have three days where I'm like, I just don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. No, we're not talking about this. (laughs) So I had told her we left off in like a weird conversation and I wasn't going to reach out. And I knew at some point that he would reach out and I would decide at that point whether I wanted to be responsive or not, but I was not reaching out for anything. So that didn't work. (laughs) Something happened at work. There was a situation at my job that I had been talking to him about and like seeking advice while we were still together and updating him on from time to time. And then that situation all came to a head. And I was like, I got to tell him about this. Like, I've been saying that this situation was going to come to the point that it did. 
and I was trying to avoid it because it was a confrontation and I didn't want to have it, but I knew it was going to happen at some point. And then it did. And I'm like, I got to call him and I got to tell him about this. Right. So that's exactly what I did. I called him and it was coincidentally, I knew it was the night that he had off because he works nights. And I was like, yo, I got to tell you about this situation. So I tell him about the situation. We talk about it. I had been upset, like I had told you guys previously, because I was looking for some sort of closure. I wanted to have that conversation in person. And he said he was open to it. And then the last thing I had responded was for him to let me know when. Let me know when you want to meet up and talk. And I never got a response to that. So I was fucking pissed off. And that's when I decided I wasn't going to reach back out. I'm not going to beg you for fucking closure. Like you either want to give it to me or you don't. And like I said previously, like if if it's important enough to you that it's important to me, you'll remember, you'll reach back out. And if it's not, then fuck you. <laughs> so we hadn't spoken for like a month. I start telling him about the situation on the phone. While we're talking, I'm pouring a vodka, of course, because I need to lubricate myself for this conversation. We ended up on the phone for like three or four hours into the middle of the night. And there were so many ways that that was good and bad. It reminded me so much of where we started and why I fell in love with him in the first place, because that's how we were at the beginning. We spent the first few weeks we had met, the nights we were in together, we would be on the phone for three, four, five hours. I had never had a conversation with someone for that long on the phone, five hours. It was crazy. We would talk about anything and everything till the fucking sun came up and then some. That was something that was so attractive to me because in this time of texting and all this bullshit, like, I like a real connection, even if we're not face-to-face. He loves to FaceTime. I can't fucking stand FaceTiming because with the phone call, I can put an AirPod or a headphone in and walk around and do other things. The FaceTime fucking kills me. I can't stand it. But I do like to have phone conversation. We had a conversation for a bunch of hours. The conversation went from what we were talking about in, in the situation with my job to regular like life stuff and updating on what we had missed. And then it kind of got into some relationship stuff, right? And it was the best I had gotten until this point. It still wasn't enough. And I'm learning that it's okay for me to say that. If somebody is not giving you something you need, and then they give you a portion of it, it's okay for you to say that this is not enough for me. It's okay for you to say, I need more. You shouldn't feel bad about that especially when it comes to somebody who's been so close to you in your life, there's no reason you should feel sorry about the fact that they're not giving you as much as you're giving them and you need it. Even if you don't end up getting it, it's okay to express that what you are giving me is not enough and I need more. And if you can't give me more, then we both got to go. So I felt better after the conversation because I got something out of him that I was looking for, but not 100%, right? I probably got 50% of the 100 I was looking for. And mind you, the 100 that I'm looking for is already knocked down to 70. So the 100% that I'm looking for is not the 100% that I wanted two, three months ago because I've adjusted my expectations 
to realize that this person, for whatever reason, is not capable of the 100% I'm looking for. So the best I'm going to get out of them is 70% of that. So my new 100% that I'm looking for is the 70% that I've already adjusted myself to from the original 100. Does that make sense? This is a long division problem at this point. We're doing third grade math. This is a word problem. If I started at 100% and now I'm at 70, (laughs) you can't expect people to match you. You have to accept people for who they are. And I had this conversation about a lot of relationships in my life recently, specifically with my parents, right? I used to argue with my parents separately for ways that they were, ways that they weren't, ways that I wanted them to be, how I felt I was slighted in those relationships. And I don't usually talk about this, but we'll touch on it for a second. And through my 20s, and it's not just them, there's other family members, other relationships in my life. I have accepted those people for who they are because it's either I do that or I cut them out of my life. I'm not the person to cut people out of my life like that unless there's a really good reason. So I have accepted those people for who they are and I've learned to come to terms with the fact that I'm never going to get what I want from those people 100%. And I can either have them in my life at some capacity and take them for what they are or I don't have to. It's my choice. So if I'm choosing to keep those people in my life, There's no reason I should be fighting with them over who they are and why they're not changing or becoming what I expected or needed them to be, right? So this situation is the same. I can't expect this person to match me in what I want because if I could, we wouldn't be here. Does that make sense? I think it took me a second to realize that throughout the conversation and throughout the events that have unfolded. If that person could be what I needed them to be, We wouldn't be where we are right now. And it also made me think that regardless of any other issues in the relationship, if we took all those away and we put them aside, I've always said like, oh, well, if there wasn't these issues on your end, our relationship would be perfect. And I realized throughout this past month after the things that have happened that that's not true. Because if you take those personal issues and put them aside and take them out of the equation, there's still other things. There's still other reasons that we're not matching up. There's still other reasons why this doesn't work. But it took me to get to this point to even see that part of it, to stop romanticizing that the personal issues were the only problem and to take those out, which you can't. But if you could, everything would be perfect. That's not even true. So what am I fucking driving myself crazy for? You have to accept people for who they are Or let them go. After you've tried to explain to somebody what your perspective is on who they are and how they're acting and how they're coming at you, if they can't adjust that, that's on them. It's not on you. But you can't keep trying to pull something out of someone that they aren't willing to give you or aren't capable of giving you. You just got to take them for what the fuck they are or say goodbye. So we had the really great conversation. At the end, I had had three vodka, so it started getting a little flirty. (laughs) Oops. And at one point, I was like, why don't you just come over and we'll continue this conversation in person with no clothes on. And we entertained that idea for a second. And then he was like, maybe we shouldn't. And I was like, you're right. We probably shouldn't. And then he says, ask me again next week. And I'm like, okay, don't fucking tempt me with a good time. So we had spoken here and there throughout the week through texting. Next week comes. And I said, what time? And he said, what time? What? I said, what time are you coming over tomorrow? It's been a week. You said, ask me again next week. He responded by saying, 
you shouldn't take me too seriously. And I said, oh, it's like that. I wanted to punch him in the face. If he was in front of me, I probably would have hit him in the face. Don't play fucking games with me. Don't say things you don't mean. Don't say things in the moment. I am not a person who says things that I don't mean. You are never going to catch me being the person who says some fucked up shit to you and then says, oh, I didn't mean it. I was angry in the moment. No, fuck that. I don't say shit I don't mean. I don't say things to hurt people on purpose. That's really fucking common. I don't use your insecurities that you've told me against you, even if I'm angry. That's fucked up bullshit. And I am what? Not with the fuck shit. You know this already. So I was pissed and put off by that conversation. So I left it where it was. I've been on and off the apps, right? Like I've been engaging in the bullshit because the stories are funny for me to tell you guys. But there's so many people on there that are not of quality by my standard. And the two situations I just told you about should be an example. So one night I have this specific like spot that I smoke at if it's not at home. So I'm sitting in my smoke spot in my car, smoking a joint, and I'm watching the Starbucks next door. The guys are there on the truck delivering. It's like one o'clock in the morning at this point. And the guys are delivering whatever they're dropping off to fucking Starbucks. And I'm like laughing and watching the whole delivery. And now I feel like I'm a part of it and I have to see it through till the end. So I'm on the grind and I message a profile that has like no picture. And I was like stoned and in the mood for the bullshit to fuck around. Right. So we're going back and forth. And then he says, "Uh, do you have a picture? And I said, yeah, but like, this is fun. Let's keep the mystery going. It's like exciting and mysterious fully thinking that this person is going to be a lunatic and I'm not going to be attracted to them and they're going to say some weird shit or they're going to send me seven pictures of their fucking wiener from different angles. And I'm like, not in the mood for that. I just want to like fuck around and have a conversation with some stranger and then never talk to them again. So for whatever reason, this person engages in my bullshit and is like, haha, okay. So we're having this whole extended conversation and this goes on for like an hour, right? So we're going back and forth about just like life and bullshit and smoking weed (laughs) and what strain I'm smoking. And we start to talk about relationships. And I said, you know, I'm newly single. And I kind of went into it a little more in depth than I wanted to. I was talking about how I feel more depressed and anxious than I'm used to because I'm not an anxious person usually. But something about my fucking state of mind recently has been weird. And I don't know why I was telling a stranger this, but something about the anonymity felt comforting, right? Like this person didn't know what I looked like, doesn't know who I am from a fucking hole in the wall. It felt comfortable to be a little more open with somebody I don't know or have trust with because they didn't know who the fuck I was anyway. That part was kind of fun. So the conversation goes on and I text my friend on the side because we had previously the same day been having a conversation about how there's no hope for me. I'm going to be alone forever, my usual shit. And these apps are stupid and everyone on it's crazy. Like I'm sick of this shit. So I texted my friend like a half an hour into this conversation. And I was like, I am having the best, least sexual conversation I've had on a fucking dating app, probably in forever. Is there hope for me? Like, is there hope for the gays? Is there hope for me? Like, this is great. Not 10 minutes after I say that, you know how people say things that are really specific to them, right? Like if I said something 
faceless without you hearing my voice through a text message that was really specific to this show, like something, a word or a phrase that you've really only heard me say, you'd be reminded of me, even if you weren't like, are you Becky Dillon? Are you recording postponing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you would think of me and realize that I'm probably the only person you've ever heard say that. That's exactly what happened. I got a message of a phrase that was very specific. And I realized that this entire hour of conversation with this faceless, anonymous stranger was actually with hot chocolate. That was me mic dropping the whole fucking time. I'm having this conversation that made me feel like I hoped that this person was cute enough for me to want to have sex with <laughs> and smoke a joint with on the beach late at night because we had such a great conversation was my ex-boyfriend. And then I thought to myself, it all makes sense now. When I realized where I was sitting in my spot that is in close vicinity to his job, when I read certain things on the profile, when I read back the conversation that we were having the whole time about certain things, it all fucking made sense. And I lost my mind. I didn't say anything to him the night of because I didn't want to have that conversation. I didn't want to deal with anything emotional for my own self after this situation that night. And I also was kind of trying to be in denial, right? I wanted to deny that this was happening and that this was real because what a sick mind fuck from the universe that the first person I have a conversation with outside of my relationship that is intriguing, that feels like there's some sort of connection there, somebody that I could see myself spending time with having a conversation in real fucking life was the person that I always had that with. What kind of sick mind fuck in this bullshit modern technology world on these fucking apps is it that the one time I talk to somebody without seeing a picture of them, because usually I'll ignore those fucking people if they won't send you a picture, turns out to be this person. And how much more evident can it get that that connection is so strong than to still have it not knowing it's even that person? It caused me to fall apart for quite a few days, and I wanted to jump off of the roof of a very tall building. So I didn't say anything the night of. And then the next day I'm thinking to myself like, I have to say something to him. Like, I have to say something to him about this. I'm 100% certain that this is what it is after rereading the conversation with that perspective. It was clear as fucking day, and I can't believe I didn't see it sooner. So I'm like, I got to say something. I got to know, did he know? Like, did he have something in there the way I did that, like, my personality and the way that I am came through for you to recognize that it was me? So the next night I texted him and I was like, at what point did you realize in last night's conversation that it was me? And I said, for me, it was this part. And I told him when I realized it. And he texted me back and he was like, yeah, it was the same for me. I didn't realize it until then, which is just like, <laughs> shoot me in the face, please. Somebody come over here and fucking smash my face in with a heavy object. So that really sent me for a loop and made me absolutely fucking miserable because I couldn't believe that without knowing it, that connection was still there and still excited me the way it did in the beginning. Like if it gave me such a flashback to the first time we had spoken and I remember that feeling and like laughing at the screen and being like, 
oh, I can't wait to actually talk to this person and hope that this translates into real life. And it did like beyond my wildest dreams. And then here we are having that happen again <laughs> with the same fucking person. It, I don't know. It really just fucked with my head. So now these weeks have gone on where I've gone like up and down with this situation, talking, we're not talking, acting like we're normal on the phone, but we're not normal. Then I called him another night and he was like kind of rude and being a jerk off. And then I was pissed about that. Like the whole thing just sent me into such a spiral that I was like, at the end of it, I was so miserable. I was like, I might as well have just fucking slept with them. At this point, it, it hurts just as much as it would have if I did that and then realized I shouldn't have. So, and at least we would have got something out of it, you know, like I should have just fucking done that. Fast forward another week from then and I go out and I got wasted. I went out with my brother <laughs> and Rachel and her sister and we got fucked up. I was drinking tequila and nothing good ever happens when I drink tequila. It's why I avoid it. In the Uber at three o'clock in the morning on the drive home, I decide I want to text him because I haven't spoken to him in a couple days and I knew he was off that night. I said, what are you doing? He said he was studying because he's at home doing school. So he said he was studying and I started to get into like emotional shit. He did not receive that well. And it was a blowout fight through text message where he said some really shitty things and said some things about me that are just not true. And this is the important part of self-awareness, right? And I always talk about self-awareness because there's not a lot of people that have it. There's a lot of people who think they're one way and they are actually the complete opposite, and it drives me up a fucking wall. I know that my perception of myself is correct because I ask questions, because I reflect on things, and I'm open to opinions that I respect. So if I have someone in my life who's close to me, which is very few people, but enough, that I know that I trust their perspective, and I respect them enough to take their opinion and consider into consideration, and I also know that we're close enough for them to know me and know that if I'm asking you to tell me something about myself, I don't want you to sugarcoat it and tell me what you think I want to hear. If I'm asking you if you think I am a certain way, then I want you to tell me the truth because obviously I want to fix it if it's negative, you know? So I'm aware <laughs> that I am not a narcissistic person, nor am I manipulative, but those are the words that were used. And for someone who's so close to me, who I thought knew me so well, to tell me that I'm a manipulative person. I'm one of the most upfront, honest people I know. Again, it's something that I pride myself on being. The last thing I do is try to manipulate situations to my benefit or, or, or to anyone else's. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not that kind of person. Narcissistic is crazy because I'm a very empathetic person to other people and what they're feeling which is why a lot of my friends and family members will talk to me about things and ask me for advice because they know I'm level-headed, they know I'm honest, and they know that I'll sympathize with something that deserves it. And I'm absolutely not obsessed with myself. If anything, I am my own worst critic, sometimes to a fault. I am so hard on myself about so many things that I end up not even liking myself that much. Do you know what I mean? I like myself as a person. I'm cool with who I am, but my own insecurities will eat me alive in my own head because I perpetuate them and make them worse. So how that comes across as narcissism, for being one of the smartest people I know and one of the most intelligent, it's wild to me that this person clearly does not understand the definitions of those words. So that was fucking wild. And then the next day I woke up and I reread the conversation 
And I realized that although there was no excuse for the other person's actions, I also was very aggressive and made certain comments that were unnecessary, making assumptions about what that person's doing. It's cra- it was crazy on my part too, right? And I don't get like that often, but it happens. So I decided that I was going to write the longest text message in America and let that be it. Here's what I have to say. I'm getting it out one final time. Here's everything that I don't agree with and why that you said about me. And here's an example of every way that I've treated you during our four-year relationship that disproves your theories that you made up because you were pissed and not in the mood, right? So I sent that and I was not expecting a response, nor did I get one. And I put that to bed and made peace with it as the last time that we were going to speak because I have no other option at this point. I am not going to continue to beg someone to give me the emotions that I'm looking for, that I need to feel ready to move on. Questions I want to ask that I need answers to. I had already previously during the month that we didn't speak come to terms with the fact that I wasn't going to get that from this person and that I was going to have to move on without it. And then the conversations that we had following not speaking gave me this false hope that I could get that out of that person. I could have that. But at this point, it looks and feels pathetic. It looks and feels pathetic to keep asking for something that someone either doesn't want to or isn't capable of giving to you. And instead, doing the exact opposite by now acting like they're going to insult you and stand on this moral high ground like you're a problem and you're a bother to them after all the things that you've seen that person through, absolutely the fuck not. I will not tolerate that. There is always a mature, non-reactive way to respond to something that you're not in the mood to deal with, right? So me being drunk and him clearly knowing that I was drunk and being over-emotional at any point could have said, you're not in the place to have this conversation. You're clearly drunk. I'm doing this. You're doing that. This is not the time to have that conversation. Let's talk tomorrow. Honestly, even in the state of being drunk and emotional, I would have agreed. I would have been like, you know what? You're right. Let's talk about this at another time. There's no reason for you to lose your fucking mind when you have been such an emotional person in our relationship regarding your own life and paying no mind to what it is I'm doing or where I'm at when you call and you need someone to be there for you. And I step up every time because I want to be there because that's the person that I am. And then the first or second time maybe in all these months that I'm out of the blue being over emotional in my expression towards you about our relationship, that's narcissistic and manipulative. If anything, being vulnerable and open about your emotions is not manipulative. That's being honest. Like, where is the disconnect there, you know? So after the long text message, I decided I was going to leave it alone once again. And I got a response a week later this past week, and it was underwhelming. I saw the message as I was driving home from work, and I saw the name pop up. And I was like, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm just going to wait till I get home. I'm not going to pull over like a psychopath and read this. But I did see the length of it and that it was pretty big. So I prepared myself on the way home. I'm like, this is going to be underwhelming. It's not going to be the response that you're looking for. You're probably going to end up wishing he just didn't respond at all. So just be mindful of that. I try to prepare myself (laughs) for things I know are not going to meet my expectations beforehand. So I already lower them. So that's how I left off. I read the response. It was whatever. 
we had like a regular conversation after that. And then we haven't spoken since. And I keep trying to leave it that way. I keep trying to remind myself that when we hadn't spoken for a month, I started to feel better. I wasn't great. I wasn't exactly where I wanted to be, but I wasn't in the place that I put myself back into these past few weeks after all of this had transpired or while it was happening. I put myself right back into this depressive state that I was in before and that month had kind of pulled me out of. It started to feel normal that we weren't speaking. It started to feel normal that he wasn't in my life at any capacity. And then I let that back in only to be disappointed again and feel worse than I did before. And I'm coming out of that now. Over the past week, I've started to feel a little bit better. But it's almost like resetting, you know? And that's why I was joking and saying, like, we should have just slept together because at least we would have gotten something out of it. Because this feels just as bad, if not worse, than I would have after doing that and realizing I probably shouldn't have. It's wild, man. I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Breakups for me have been so cut and dry and like so done, done, done in the past. And this one has just been like a fucking spiral. It has been anything but typical and anything but easy or, or cut and dry. It is just so fucking complicated. And every time I think I'm on the path to start feeling better for good, something just like drags me right back in. And part of that is my own doing. That's important to recognize. Like nobody's forcing me to engage in this situation. I could block his number and never fucking talk to him again if I wanted to. But clearly I don't. Clearly I keep like putting myself back in the fire. So that's something that I have to not do because it's not beneficial and it doesn't feel good. And I have things to accomplish and things to worry about. Yeah, that's my update. And now I'm done fucking talking to you because I've talked enough. Okay, goodbye. As usual, make sure you're following the podcast Instagram at Pulse Pounding. Make sure you're following me at Mickey Not The Mouse. And make sure if you have not left a five-star review on your streaming service of choice, that you do so now. Because if you don't, you are a hating ass bitch. All right, I'll catch you next week. Goodbye. 